Six Pack Lapidat, and we are back. This is the Women's Junior Recap. Amelia Ilias are back with me as well. The commentators for the Junior Worlds. You guys were there on the scene. Um, you, you got all the background stories, all the goods here, and we got some world champions. We got some nations that rose up. So we'll, with no further delay, and just a quick note, like we did last time, the juniors have an extra weight class on them. So in the open, it begins the lightest weight class is the 47 kilo class. In the juniors, the lightest weight class is the 43s. Again, sub juniors are, you know, below 18 over that. It's 19 to 23 in the juniors. And so these humans are going to be a little bit smaller the younger you are. So the smaller weight class, an opportunity for some of these people to begin powerlifting at an international scene, collect some experience, and then grow into the bigger weight classes by the time they get to the open. So the 43s, just like the 53s on the men's side, not heavily populated, but we will start there in Team Italy with Sarah collecting the gold medal. Um, Amelia, did you commentate this one? Yes, we were both in this one, I believe, and... You know, a similar story actually to the the men's um, lighter class where, you know, even from nominated, Sarah was in a pretty strong place heading into it. And actually is a perfect example of, you know, somebody who chips away at the squat, the bench, the deadlift, didn't get a world um, junior record on any of them, but ended up with a world junior total record because of the kilos she added to each one, which I guess she's a total specialist in that in that regard. So did a really good job there. That's the best type of specialist you want to be. Uh, yeah, not get a world record in a single lift, but get a world record total. I'm a total specialist. Uh, <laughs> not only that, grabbing 12 points for Team Italy, which is pivotal, good point selection, uh, point gathering for the for the team national team there. And we have one, two, three from the Philippines, Veronica taking the silver medal and Karina from Kazakhstan taking that bronze. Um, Ilias, any other notes you want to add to the 43s relatively small division, just four lifters, or should we move on to the 47s? I think we can move on. I mean, the yeah. the spread, the, like when, when you see a 20 kilo and then a 70 kilo spread, it was pretty straightforward how this was going to play out but nevertheless it was a very nice performance um sarah did break the world uh junior record so yeah really good performance moving into the 47s and again team italy taking the gold medal and marta came into this now she's previously hit as i pull up i remember her her total drop, she's hit 350 at the European Championship in 2022. And she had said previously on, on a post, look at like winning is winning is above everything. Okay. You you become a junior world champion, that's above everything. Total dropped. And why total dropped? She talked about on Instagram the scare of her lifetime on the bench press. She comes in. Nominated, clear the the favorite to win, but missed. So she missed her third squat, 130. Missed her opening bench press, 65 kilos. Retaking it on her second. Missed her second attempt and having to retake it on her third. And she said on Instagram, this was 
the most intense moment of her life. Although the heavy favorite to win and did end up winning with a decent enough spread here. We're talking 30 kilos on an off day. And Marta is capable of more than 345. And I'm expecting her very soon in the future to put up a bigger total. But this, again, became an all or nothing situation for Marta. And finally got her third bench press. Um, Amelia, what was going on here in the 47s? Well, you know what? It was really tense because not only did Marta almost lose out during bench, her teammate Martina Fortuna, who was nominated in silver, did unfortunately not get a bench press in and therefore was disqualified, couldn't put up a total. So that really opened the podium up for uh, Jessime and Merrell of the Philippines and Netherlands because for a moment in time, it looked like neither of the Italian girls were going to put up a bench, which meant that gold and silver had suddenly opened up to anybody for anybody to grab, which, you know, I think the back room must've been pretty unnerving for the Italian team there for a hot minute. Um, but I have number one, number two, and, and literally both of them about to be gone in the national team points. I was able to fly out the window. Oh my yeah. God. And, you know, and like both on bench and, you know, with Martina coming out first for her third attempt and missing it, unfortunately, not getting a third bench in, being knocked out of silver, not being able to put a total up. And then for Marta to come out after knowing her teammate had unfortunately bombed out and going, OK, well, this is, like you said, most intense moment of her life. You know, this is really all or nothing. You know, I get this and I've pretty much secured gold if I get a deadlift in, but if I miss it, I unfortunately follow in the footsteps of my teammate and it's gone from a two-person Italian uh, podium to no Italians on the podium, no Italians with a total. So it was a really tense bench press session and luckily she managed, like you said, to get that third bench press in and her deadlifts were a lot less drama. <laughs> you know, she got all three deadlifts, luckily, but it was it was a close one for a while there. Yeah, it's individually was an all or nothing thing for her. Um, I get this, probably going to get the gold medal. I don't get this, literally bomb out, but even Team Italy. And the pressure that I would put on Marta, knowing, all right, this isn't just for me, but Italy as a whole had number one and number two. That's 12 points for the nation and nine points for the nation. One of us has already bombed and I'm about to bomb as well. Like this is the, the intenseness on it and the coaching staff. You know, usually the coaching staff is trying to calm the lifter. And, okay, be easy. We're okay here. You got to think, when Marta's even looking at the coaching staff, they got to be wearing it on their faces like, oh, my God, one of us bombed and another one's about to. And that's literally the number one, number two nominations. The intenseness back there, I'm sure Marta's not lying. That was the... She's just a junior, but already she's faced adversity. When she finally gets to the open, it'll be like, all right, I've been around the block. I've I've tasted some adversity. Elias, what are your thoughts here? Team Italy losing some valuable points that could have been towards their national team um, with one of their lifters bombing, but still grabbed 12 points. Yeah, but honestly, honestly, even like I can't really see, even if she hadn't bombed, where would that would have put that on the total. I I don't I I'm not sure if she she was nominated second, but I I'm not sure if she could have clipped it. Um, 
because Merel and May from ne the Netherlands and the Philippines, they were at 315 and 312 and a half. And I'm not really sure if she could have kept up with them, so, uh, so to speak. So, some numbers here, but yeah. Interesting. So I, I think I think she would would have like if she had her uh, fifty seven and a half bench press, I think that would have put her at two ninety seven and a half. Um, or wait, just oh, I got three hundred two point five. But to your point, would have been off yeah. the podium. It, yes. It, yeah. So I mean, uh, so it's not the nine like wouldn't have put her into silver. So they definitely did not lose nine points, but to your point, they, yeah. It's, like, um, you know, they were probably expecting 57.5 to only be her opener on bench. And yes. End of off. course. Of course. So, yeah. yeah. Things, things shook up, <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. It, and there's regardless whether it was those, 12 and nine points or not, you know, France, uh, Italy came second to France overall in the team points for the women. So that could have been the difference between them coming away best team or not, because it was 54 for France and 46 for Italy, not to jump too far ahead there, but those points were valuable, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you lose 12 off the hop if Marta bombed. And even if, even if um, her teammate, finished off podium because her, her total came down from the nominations, whether it's nine points or however she, she's got no points. Mm -hmm. You still, you still collect points. It's, it, it's, it, it got, it got a little sticky for a second there, but team it all's well that ends. Well, you got yourself a world champion. You got yourself 12 points out of it. And um, Marta showing some character there and being like, all right, everybody settle down. I'm going to write the ship for team Italy and Italy. The Italian flags were waving when the medal ceremony rolled around. So that's how it finished moving into the 52s. And we had a historic battle. How historic you may ask. Well, Joya from Lebanon. This is the first junior world champion, I believe, from Lebanon, obviously later on in the men's and the 120s, they collected another. But I think this is the first, if I'm not mistaken. I heard that in the DM, so it's not a fact here that I'm throwing out. It's it's what I'm being told. But Joya, with a 428.5, I won't get into heavy in the details because um, we'll discuss with you guys. And Cami from France with a 425.5, a great Cami, the defending world champion, and this was a battle of the 52s. Now, how competitive is that? As I pull up my notes here, 430 won the 2021 World Championships. Joya hit 428.5. Both of these ladies, 417.5 in 2021, took silver in the open. So both of these ladies in 2021 would have taken a silver medal if we dropped one of them in there. And even as recent as 2022, 438 won and 423.5 was silver. And that's South Africa 2022 in the Open World Championships. Joya hit 428.5. Cami, defending champ, hit 425.5. Just to give you how competitive these two ladies are. Again, I was talking to Cami in the DMs. Because I'd met her um, at Silent Worker Meet and a couple of these world championships. And I'm like, hey, wow, great performance. Hats off to you. She's obviously disappointed because she lost her world title. 
And she's like, you know, it's my final year as a junior. Like, Cammy, you're leaving the juniors already with a world title. You already won a world title. When you enter the open, you were immediately competitive. Now I get it. The 52s, you know, Megan Lee Smith from New Zealand just posted up an insane total of their nationals. Evie Corrigan is now from the South Africa worlds. I just mentioned now she's a 52. No, Amy, I get a 52s are blowing up. Seca from Serbia, they're blowing up. But by the time she enters into the open, she's got a few more months left. These ladies are immediately competitive. Um, were you on this one, Elias? Were you were you calling the shots on this one, calling the plays? Um, I I definitely wasn't calling the shots. Um, Amelia, not calling I, the shots, calling the plays. No, 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 no. <laughs> no. But it was it was it was an incredible, an incredible um, battle. Um, when you when you take a look, uh, take a look at like the the complete com- uh, competition. There were neck neck and neck um, throughout the whole competition. When you looked at the the projected totals, like from start to finish, it was really really close. Um, and it came came down to the last pulls. They both pulled um, world records, and in the end, Joya clipped it um, and won by three kilos. So it was it was it was an amazing battle. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. And she won with three kilos. She actually could have loaded up less and, and and still won it. But Team Lebanon opting. I mean, you have that conversation. And some look at they went all in and decided we're going to take like we're so close to the world record for deadlift as well. And this is this is risky. I don't know if I do this, but with one lift, you can take the world record deadlift and win it. It's not a lot more, but it's going to be more. Or the thing is, the thing less. is, I I don't so so she was ahead uh, three and a half kilos, so she actually she could have so done she pulled she could she, she could have done one eighty two and a half. That's right, a kilo she less. Yeah. Yes, one kilo less. So I I just I just think she she felt like one kilo is not going to make a difference. Um, it it is a world deadlift record. Um, and like, like you said before, um, burn all the chips, go hard or go home. And she, she did it. She knew she could do it. She did it. So yeah. And that's it. I'll say it's risky. So here it is. It's like, it's risky because, um, you know, at the very top end, one kilo could be, could be a hit or a miss, but on the flip side, you're at worlds and you feel inspired. You're like, listen to me. We come all this way. It's one kilo. If you're telling me I can win the world title and and for at the cost of one kilo more, I could take the world record as well. I mean, this is a conversation you have to have with the lifter, and you'd be like, and you're the national team coaching staff. You're like, listen, you better be sure because you're you could cost us team points as well. But if you're both like, look at I've uh, obviously they're more attuned to the training if if they've hit this before and what they're pacing, the expectations going in, they're like, no, I think you should have this. If it means a lot to the person, they're like, no, I want this world record. In the world title, we got this. Don't worry. You hit it afterwards. You look like Babe Ruth calling your shots when you're pointing out into the stands, right? So, I mean, some national team coaching staff won't even give you that option. They'll be like, "I don't care. It's one kilo more. You're loading for the mm-hmm. win, not a kilo more." Some national team coaching staff will take it off like that. Others will be more liberal. They've seen your videos. They've talked to you. 
even beforehand, you had the discussion, look, I'm good for this much. And then when you get there, it's like, look, this is the same amount we agreed I'm good for. Give it to me. I want it. I, I want it all. I, I, I'm being greedy right now. It's only one kilo. We got this. You know, it, it is what it is. It, this is sports. I'm glad it went their way. You're not against them because then it was like, oh, you shouldn't have loaded that kilo. But um, I mean, sorry, go ahead, Elise. Yeah, I, I just wanted to say 2020 hindsight, right? If, right. It, if it, if it would have gone wrong, everybody would have said, oh, yeah, it For was sure. a stupid choice. It was a stupid choice. You would have never, you should have never have done that, right? But then when it does go right, you're like, wow, inspirational. You didn't only you didn't you didn't only went for the win, you went for another world record as well. Congrats to you. But if it goes wrong, like everybody's quick to point fingers with, oh I I told you so, or maybe like yeah, it's because yeah, she, well, she gets to walk away with two world records and make history. What do you think, Amelia? Well, on that, you know, I, something I actually said to my brother yesterday, not related to powerlifting, but related in this moment is an idea is always stupid until it works, you know, and right. I think this is a perfect example of that. And it's, it's really interesting because both of the women had, you know, incredible totals that they put up and Joya, you know, didn't ha- even have the best day she could have. She went, got one squat in, she didn't come out for her last bench, got all three deadlifts, but... I know it's what you put up on the international stage that counts more than anything, but looking at her nominated numbers, she had a 150 squat, a 100 bench and a 187.5 deadlift. So a 437.5 total. So what she's clearly capable of generally is more than what she showed, which just shows how much further she can push herself and Cami in the future as well. Um, really exciting couple of lifters there. Yeah, the, the thing with Joya, so she previously was heavier, weighing around 55 kilos, not a full-on 57 kilos. She was in the 57 kilos, but she was a small 57, but she didn't cut. So there was kind of, her total came down and she, you know, to your point, about having struggling a little bit on the bench press, not coming or sorry, on the squat, not coming out for a third bench press. I'm not sure if it was, you know, the the more the day goes, the more you have time to put in more water, eat more food and recover from the weight cut. So by the time deadlifts rolls around, she's got the biggest deadlift we've ever seen in history. But early days, fresh off of weighing in, squat was shaky. Uh, the bench press. Yeah. I'm not even going to come out for my third. So a bit of energy conservation after the cut. So we'll be interesting to see that she stay 52 and move in the open as a 52 and continue cutting and be like, we're okay. Or grow into the 57s. What's really interesting as well is that if Joya was to compete, this championship's just gone as a 57 with that total that she got as a 52, she would have got silver anyway in the 57s. Ah, uh, the big difference between silver and gold, though, love. No, I know, but with those, <laughs> with those extra five kilos of body weight. You're right. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It is, it, yeah. The, the, the big thing looking ahead into the open is the jump between, well, I mean, now that Evie Corrigan's there. I was going to say the jump in total, because these these ladies in the 57 open with Jad Jacob and Natalie Richards, 
they're deep. They're getting into the five hundos now. However, Evie, as a big fifty-two, like she didn't weigh in the fifty-twos, but she just posted up four eighty-four as a small fifty-seven. She didn't cut for for the New Zealand yeah. Nationals. So I mean, I don't know. It's a tough. I I don't know. You know, when you're when you're Joya, you got your world title. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see if she decides. Let's throw to your point. Let's throw on body weight and see what happens when we throw on body weight. Or do we continue to cut just a little bit? Yeah. And a little it, bit it's longer. Because, you know, even Megan Lee Smith, who came in at bronze in Malta, incredibly strong. As you said, at Nationals uh, just a few days ago in New Zealand, she squatted an unofficial world record, I think 172.5. Um, yeah, I'm going to pull it up right now. Yeah. I- yeah, it's crazy. It's huge. And I think she benched near around 197 or 100 and pulled around the 180s. So really big numbers in both the 52 and 57 opens. And I think anyone heading from juniors into opens is going to have a tough job of catching up, but they have the time to do so. You know, very rarely you see people go into the juniors or in the juniors competing the opens and can make up that gap. And we do see people do it, but it, it's less often, you know? 449.5 kilos, Megan Lee slipped, or sorry, lower in June. Five, yeah, yeah. 449.5 kilos, uh, Megan Lee Smith. I mean, it's freaking, uh, it's getting crazy. It's getting crazy what they're doing right now in the 52s. I don't even know. Megan Lee Smith, Evie, Noemi Aliber, all of them in the 52 open. It's it's going to be nuts. So, but these ladies, they're pacing well themselves. Elias, any anything else you want to add? Or, or yeah, well, like you said, Joya was like 55 before, and I think Evie inspired a lot of um, a lot of lifters. I think for cutting a little bit of weight, making that like she really did that hero cut, um, and it like it paid off obviously. And I think. Like we've we're gonna see some more of that, I think. And with Joya still having one more year as a junior, she can definitely gain some muscle and then do do like a slightly heavier water cup maybe and stay as a fifty-two. Maybe she goes fifty-seven. I don't know um, I, because as Amelia said, she would have gotten a silver, and as you said, silver in gold, but. If she can, if she can build that muscle, let's see what her total can be in the fifty-seven. Turn it into gold, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll see. It, it's it, and also not only can she possibly turn into a fifty-seven, she might possibly go open. Uh, she has a year as a junior, but Jad Jacob is a junior as well, and, and we've we've seen other people just be like, you know what? Now that I won my junior world title, I'm going open. Uh, the the why, goal why not both? Play. Why you can both? do both if the if you're if you're comfortable with that turnaround. It, everyone's a little different. And I know the French are used to competing several times a year, and um, you know there's a lot of them that can do this. It kind of depends on the lifter, but you're right; it's a possibility. I think I think it's easier for the lighter weight classes, um, especially for the women, because yeah, the the, the weight classes are lighter uh, than the men's, and like they get away with higher frequency than for example if you would have if you would ask uh jesus yeah you want to you want to do like 
like worlds and then worlds in three three months later like he'd be like nah man like no chance but for in in her instance i i can i, I can definitely see her do both didn't didn't jay uh, uh jacob uh do juniors and open last year or not oh, yeah she I'm did not sure but yeah she, she did right she did however she did but it might not be an example you want to use because she ended up getting injured and the turnaround was too quick. She she regretted the decision. Wow. But but um, here's the thing. Here's the thing too. Another factor with Joya, um, it depends on how bad, like how tough the cut is. We're talking about the cut. So cutting too close in between sometimes might be like, hey, look at, I'm gonna cut. But now, but now, worlds is spaced out way more than last year. Last year it was maybe one month. So you had, um, so you had um, South Africa in June, and then Turkey was August. What was August? Yeah, yeah. I think so. That's it. Depends on the lifter. Depends Mm, on how things are going. Like, uh, we'll see. I mean, and then Euros. Euros is getting moved, uh, but the rid's going to be in Euros again in like six March. Moving moving forward, it'll be in March. So we'll see. It shakes up. Look for some lifters. It's okay. For for other lifters, it's tough. I also want to throw it out. Uh, Casmiana Montenero of Italy getting the bronze medal on uh, a sizable twenty five kilo spread between Lena from Kazakhstan off finishing off podium. So she gets that bronze medal and some and eight points collected for Team Italy, which is I mean the Team Italy women collecting a lot of points, particularly in the lower weight classes. But there is the 52s as we march on into the 57s. And Great Britain's Helena Decker, or sorry, not Great Britain, Germany's Helena Decker with a 445, taking the gold medal with a sizable lead here, only missing her third bench press. I had some people in my DM saying, you're sleeping on Helena Decker from Germany. And then afterwards, people in my DM saying, I told you so. Well, eating my crow right now, Helena rising to the occasion, becoming a junior world champion, and uh, a fairly dominant performance here. Over twenty kilos spread um, over over the the Swede, as well as Tori Laperrier from Canada. What are we looking at here, Emilio? The fifty sevens. Yeah, I mean, if you even just look at the totals that there were, like you said, Helena was 22 and a half kilos in the end in front of everyone. She had an excellent day, a huge talent. The real race was because she was so far ahead between second and fifth. I think it was, there was mm. two and a half kilos between them more or less the whole time. And That's crazy. it is wild. And a lot of these girls, four or five of them in the a flight of the 57s, missed their opener on elbow depth you know it was a really strict session um and you know it it tripped a lot of people up it meant kilos were lost especially because actually what ended up being a five horse race for that podium for silver for bronze started as a seven horse race you know it was really anyone's game who would be silver who would be bronze and unless helena missed two or three lifts that was more or less hers. She she was absolutely incredible. But it came down to those deadlifts. It came down to 
making sure that the coaching teams made the right decision, making the sensible decisions, adding kilos, matching other athletes. It was a really, really exciting session to watch because it wasn't just have the best day you can and build your total, which is what you want to do. It was also, well, let's keep an eye on these six other athletes, the jumps that they made, (laughs) see if we can match them. And it, it was close right until the end, you know, with, five, I think, out of six of them making their final pull for those podium positions. Yeah, for two and a half kilos to separate four lifters is crazy. And two lifters having the same, like two lifters having 422.5, only body weight separates them. Two lifters having 420, only body weight separates them. Super close. Ilias, did you did you commentate on this one? Yeah, I did. Um, and... Amelia already did like a, a very good job at um, summarizing. Um, the thing that really stood out to me um, in this session as well was the strictness in elbow depth. Um, we mm. we saw some, we saw a lot of overturning um, by the jury. We saw a lot of strict, strict, strict calls. So it that definitely shook up the the. Um, well, the overall placings for sure, but the, it affected everybody. So it wasn't like uh, one or two people that got called on elbow depth. No, like almost everybody was being called out for elbow depth. Um, so it was a very interesting um, competition to look at. And as you said, I think. Going in, so after squats, the nominations, I think second and ninth position had like a seven and a half kilo spread. Then after bench press, it was more like second and seventh place. And then unfolding into the deadlifts, it was um, second and fifth place that actually only with two and a half kilos apart. I mean, how much much closer can it be, right? Yeah, and... Someone who did a really good job of kind of keeping calm after missing their bench opener was uh, Ida Therese Lindbergh of Switzerland, you know, uh, Switzerland, Sweden. Sweden. All right, Sweden. Um, I'll take her. Switzerland, I'll take her. Amelia said that she's ours now, sorry, of Sweden. (laughs) She did a fantastic job pulling into silver um, on that last pull on body weight, as you mentioned, ahead of Tori. Um, When... Eight for nine, got really all nine lifts, but got called on on that first bench on her elbows um, and did an excellent job of, like we said, doing what you can, building that total and pulling that final deadlift to get yourself in that position. And, you know, although only three athletes can sit on the podium, those being Helena, Ida and Tori, you know, a huge shout out to Caitlin Baxter of Great Britain and Michelle Girado of Mexico, because those were the other two lifters who stayed in the race the entire time until the end, you know, it it was really anybody's game who would get silver and who would get bronze that whole time. And that's great. Also, also like heading. So after squat, heading into bench press, I think Ida was um, projected 10th or 9th. I want to say, I think ninth, maybe. And then heading into deadlifts, she was projected seventh. So 
to clip that second overall. She, before the competition, she told me um, her training wasn't going well. She she had some like she wasn't feeling it. She wasn't feeling strong. Uh, she wasn't confident. She thought she might not end up on the podium, but then in the deadlift, she really clipped that uh, that silver medal position, and she was she was over the moon, and uh, so she should should have been. Looking at this, so Tori from Canada, who ended up uh, finishing on the podium, going three for three in the bench press, and that really made the difference for her. She's got a monster bench press. She ended up actually winning bench press gold. And to your point, Ilias, where all the ladies are getting called on elbow depth, overturn calls, etc. Tori going three for three and collecting a gold medal in the bench press really laid down the groundwork for her. She also went, I mean, overall going nine for nine. So she hit all of her deadlifts as well. Finishing with 422.5. And it's Edith Therese from Sweden with the bigger deadlift. She, she can now deadlift Tori by 15 kilos. And whenever that's going to happen, she has the ability to load up exactly what she needs to win. Um, Tori being, or sorry, Ida being lighter just has to tie Tori and split the difference on body weight and take it. And that's exactly what she did. Loaded exactly what she needs. Um, you know, Caitlin finishing off podium, missing her last deadlift. I think they actually, if she hit her last deadlift because she's heavier on body weight, she would have tied Tori, but finished off the podium as well. Um, Tori though lifted after Caitlin. So it's a bit of, you know, you're, you're just loading up as much as you can, but Team Canada would have adjusted. I mean, it's <laughs> this is the problem when you could deadlift more and you get the deadlift afterwards, you load up exactly what you need. When you deadlift first, you're flying a little blind. You're gonna load up uh whatever, whatever you think you can. But um, on that day, regardless whether Caitlin would have had it or not, Tori was gonna come afterwards. Uh, but all the teams doing what they could, loading up what they could, but it, it's it's tough. It's tough in that in that bench press event if 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 calls get overturned and when you could bench press to the proper depth and go three for three, like Tori didn't collect that gold medal, you entered the deadlifts with all the kilos you needed and it helped. And on kind of the bench press depth there, I know that a lot of lifters have been trying to do their best to work around it, you know, maybe with some, uh, some t-shirt adjustments. And I, I have heard whispers mm. of perhaps that, uh, that being made less possible. So, you know, if you're able to adjust to to the elbow depth, I would start now uh, instead of looking at the T-shirts because I've heard whispers of them trying to cut down on that. So it's going to get harder and harder, but they did a fabulous job of overcoming that. None of them bummed out because of it. Sneaky, sneaky, huh? Let's move on to the, uh, I've heard this say, move on to the 63s. And Team France collecting another gold medal. <clears throat> Ludovin from Team Fl France with a 502 becoming the world champion in the 63s. But it was a battle as Alba Ballstrom from Sweden. She's been at several world championships. She's a junior, but already a veteran at the international scene. Finishing just two kilos below with 500 kilos even collecting the gold medal in the bench press, silver medal overall. And uh, Elias, were you a part of this commentating team? This time, no. Um, so this this one, she, uh, Amelia did. Um, I did watch it 
So um, I was backstage um, for most of the session. Um, it was like between like she had an amazing performance. I, I for a moment I thought like after her opener and squat I thought what is happening? I thought she was not going to be able to make up a total because. As I was looking at it, I thought it was a strength issue. Luckily, on her second attempt, she did get it because when you open, when you open with a world record, you feel confident, right? You yeah, feel confident. Yeah. You're like training must have been going really well. Um, she opened with a world record and she missed it on her opener. And I remember like everybody was looking at the screen, and when she missed, like it was like. You heard like a universal sigh, and then it was that that quiet. It was like, <gasps> and then when she got uh, to her second and she got it, like everybody was like obviously cheering, um, was was clapping, um, and everybody was very very uh, happy she got it. But she really did give us a scare. Yeah, it what was. What do you think? It was pretty intense, as Elias said. You know, it's. You see people open on world records all the time, and it's you, you know you you always are excited. You always kind of question it. You're like, that's pretty risky, you know, because you know let's see how that moves. A lot of the time, you probably want to secure it on your second, so you you you, you think that they must be pretty confident in it. But we saw athletes, uh, you know, on the men's side who opened on or tried to open on a world record um, on squats and unfortunately bombed out because of it. Um, so we were definitely a little bit nervous, but she came back, she steadied herself, got it on her second, unfortunately missed her third squat. So it's good that she got that in not only a huge squat, but, the, you know, the world junior record and then managed to continue to add kilos from there. And it's a good thing as well, because Alba Bostrom of Sweden only ended up two kilos below her on total. And Ludovine weighed in at 63 kilos on the dot. So mm. she needs a kilo advantage there. The, the, the other thing that really stood out was, have you seen her reaction from Ludovine? Like after her first squat, like she, so she did not get up and she just took out her mouthpiece and she was like, like she, she, she did like, she was like, no problems. I'll be back. Like I have two more shots at it. Like it was like, I was so like, did she like, is she actually this confident? Like coming out for a second, she, she brushed, brushed it up, brushed it off as if it were nothing. So really shows like a killer mentality. And yeah, yeah because a lot of lifters would have like opening with, with a world record, missing it. It, it can really get into your head. It can True. mess up your second and your third. You just brush it off. You know what? I got another shot. New beginning. Let's do it. Well, you, you essentially have two options then when it happens. You can either fold and crumble and think, that's it. Pack up. I'm, I'm going home after missing it. Or you do what Ludovine did and you say, all right, that's happened. I can only move forward from here. And one, only one of those mindsets is going to be helpful, you know, and to be able to do that is another story. Like to be able to brush it off, incredible, you know, 
mental fortitude but there are two options when it comes to that and to be able to choose the the more helpful one of that happened I can only move forward from here you know it shows real resilience I think I also think oh go ahead no you go ahead the thing I was gonna say like she weighed in at 63 flat so I can imagine she did cut a lot of weight because she is a tall 63 lifter and she is jacked. She's absolutely jacked and tall. So 63 is going to be hard. Um, and maybe this is what shook things up a little bit on her squat, like the, the drop in uh, body weight. So let's see what she can do at Euros, maybe cut a little bit sooner. Um, now she knows the impact. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm uh, excited to see what she can do uh, in a few weeks. On the flip side, uh, Alba Ballstrom, just two kilos off the mark, like you had previously mentioned, and was saying, you know what? A bit of an opposite story. Thought she might have played it a little too conservative early on. Trying to, I mean, you want to go three for three in your squats. You want to get all your benches in. She missed her last bench, but... You know, you want to build that total. However, at the end, looking back, she's like, I mean, 2020 hindsight, obviously. Mm. But she's like, you know what? We probably could have been a little more, a little more risky with some of these attempt selections. Now, difficult to say, and it's always easier looking back on that. And, um, you know, but these ladies will clash again. And only two kilos separated them. And I think Alba's got more in the tank. Ludovine, to your point, if she cuts and it's a little easier cut, maybe she doesn't go one for three in the squats. Maybe she goes more. So these totals on both these ladies might shoot up. Yeah. And and Alba also, um, Ludovine pulled for the win. So Alba was like after her third, she was she was in first place. Um, and she was leading by 17 and a half kilos. So as, as you say, maybe... What was she? Was she a little bit too conservative? I don't know because she was. She does not have the biggest deadlift. Ludovine has, so she always has the final say. Um, I think she actually played played her cards pretty pretty well. Did she have uh, some kilos left in the tank? Maybe, but like, yeah, that's that's twenty twenty hindsight, my man. Yeah, you could tip over. You get greedy yeah. and you're like, oh, feeling great. That third squat moved amazing. I think I would have had five more kilos. You load those five kilos and maybe it doesn't go as you might have thought, right? So it's it's yeah. common for lifters to think that look at we're gonna have an, we're gonna have more clashes between these ladies. And when two kilos separates them, the next clash is gonna be a big one. You know, Euros is gonna be exciting to watch. And team Germany collecting more points here, 42.5 for Isabel from Germany. And Spain after that, a decent spread between Germany and Spain finishing off the podium there. But uh and and team Germany again collecting more points. Germany got a solid junior team. And Germany, I think, is a nation on the rise. They're further back than Italy, Spain, I think, in terms of progress, but they got some they got some shooters in each class. Are we ready to move on to the 69 kilo class? Yeah, I, actually, I think it's it's worth mentioning as well that Immaculada mm-hmm. of Spain in the 63s did try for a world junior deadlift record, I think, at 216.5. Oh, right. 
um, but unfortunately missed it. So actually the a huge deadlift from the Spanish lifter there and shows as well that Ludovine's last deadlift, she could have gone for that uh, deadlift record because from memory, her third pull actually moved pretty well, but a great example of choosing to win the, the war, not the battle. That's right. No, that's that's a good note there that if she needed to, some chips might have been in play if the totals got a little heavier. Go ahead, Eos. And they were and they, they were second and third overall as well. So um Ludvine came in second, Alba came in third overall um on on the good lift points. So incredible, incredible performance from them. And Alba still has one more year as a junior. So let's see what she can bring next year. That's crazy, man, that she's still, because she's been in world, she's <laughs> like been on the world scene. Is she? Yeah, she's like a seasoned veteran, but she's still yeah. young and got another year as a junior. Uh, moving into the 69-kilo class, talking about some of these French shooters, Team France, number one and number two, and Samantha Eugenie with a 527.5-kilo total with her teammate Buchu from France with a 525.5 total. And Samantha Eugenie with that monster deadlift, 225, she's going to have the final say, and that was the advantage she needed. But if you're wondering, put a pin, I'm going to throw this to you guys, but put a pin in the 527.5 and the 525.5, how those would have stacked up in years previous. 530 in South Africa won the Open World Championship by Chandler Babb. And Samantha put 527.5. Previous years as well, in 2021, 535 won gold, 532.5 won silver, 512.5 took bronze. So Samantha Eugenie, as soon as she goes into the Open, an immediate contender here, and uh, as well as her teammate. So in the 69-kilo class and Team Italy, coming in with the bronze medal. Amelia, what are we looking at here? I mean, it was clear that France was going to walk away with gold. It was a question of, you know, which lifter. And it was really close the whole way through with Andarina walking away, breaking the world junior squat record twice with 195.5 on her second, 198 on her third. And honestly, their lifts were pretty similar all the way through. Andarina with a slightly bigger squat, Samantha with a slightly bigger bench. And then again, their deadlifts are both big pullers, but Samantha with a slightly bigger deadlift really meant it was back and forth the whole way. You know, similar to the 63s with two kilos in it right there at the end, it it was a anyone's game. Um, like I said, it was going to be a French gold, but we didn't know who it was going to be. And then even the fight for bronze was pretty close between the Italian, American and Hungarian lifter. Um, but with Noemi Fanton of Italy, just managing to kind of pull ahead a little bit there, managed to keep it on, even with the not, not the strongest day. I think she went mm, five, for nine five or six for nine so it'd be amazing to see what she does when she has a fantastic day but it was an incredible fight to watch between the two french women there it's 
it's incredible to like you you said before um they like france is killing it globally What? you see the 69 so you see is you see the 69s right so you have samantha and andorina 527 and a half 525.5 clara pero with a 530 uh total world uh world junior record total they are all from 2002 so they have two more years like all three of them still have two more years in the juniors clara won um won um the world's world's open with with the 530 now samantha and andorina just a few kilos underneath so we have three french lifters in the 69 that are posting up world records yeah. or very close to world records and they have to compete each other at nationals to be able yeah. to go to yeah, either either euros or world i imagine that's a really exciting session at the nationals just quickly though i think clara didn't uh win open world she came bronze overall but she did incredibly well uh in the 69s as a junior anyway but she did podium and you know of uh, another french lifter uh leah bavava obviously won you like which... like like i was about to say of all people oh by the way because we're talking about the junior 69s oh by the way when they go into the open how competitive is france well leah bavava is waiting for you like the french nationals To make the French national team, if you're a woman, you got to be like ungodly strong. If you're in the open, God bless. You got to go against Leah Bavois. If you're in the juniors, you got to go against Clara uh, and Arena, Smith, Eugenie. I mean, they're all freakishly strong. It's just in a murderer's row at the French national level. And so, and these ladies are becoming rivals just within France, having to, just to get through to make it onto the French team and team France going against team France. Um, I'm not sure how they split the coaching duties, but doing a great job here with and arena taking that chip in the squats with a 198 world record squat. So it forces, they end off with a 525.5. Now, Samantha Eugenie has to load up a 225 and finish off with 527.5, two kilos more in terms of total because of that chip in play because she so it's it's interesting because she weighed actually she weighed oh she weighed less yeah way less yeah yeah and it, imagine imagine um bushu not being there right so if she wasn't there and samantha did not have to just load to win like only only five more kilos uh, only on, only two and a half more kilos and she had she tied the world records five more kilos she would have broken it and she has a monster deadlift and i i don't think 225 was her limit i think she had a little bit more left um so yeah i think um clara samantha and andorina are going to have amazing battles up ahead for the for another two more years 
is if because Samantha weighed less, she could have just equaled 525 and won it on body weight, but that chip pivotal forcing her up. Uh, and that's where those chips, man, those chips come into play. If if you're a good coaching staff, I mean you're eyeballing those chips and you know what they could do. And and two kilos more when it comes to uh, like at the, your top end, but to your point, uh, she probably had more than that and she loaded what she needed. But Samantha Eugenie, 66.6 kilos weighing in, not four off 63 if she wanted to, but she's young, probably looking to pr- grow into the 69s. And as she does, as she adds more body weight, that, that total is going to go up as well. So Samantha Eugenie, she's got room to grow in the 69s. So we'll see what she does with it. And she, and, also still a junior has more time in the juniors her future's bright that's for sure now let's move into the 76s again it sounds like i'm repeating myself but these are just the facts france more shooters on their roster as laura matolin retains her 76 kilo junior world title missing her third squat missing her third bench finishing with a 540 now, Laura, I'm not entirely sure what's going on there because her total dropped um, from previously, and she's a junior. So you know, usually you think the rate of adaptation and everything, the total's going up, not down. I also seen her in the gym post up a 570. That's a gym total leading into last juniors. I'm not entirely sure what's going on with the training there. Maybe she's dealing with some injuries, et cetera. But I think her top end, if... If the planets align, the moons align, whatever, the stars align. Sorry, there it is. Third time's a charm. Trying to get my expressions right. If the stars align for her, she'll have a big total. Is it good enough to compete with Jessica Bittner, Agatha Shitko, and Carlina? I'm not sure. But she could press into the late 500s if the stars align for her. But they haven't been lately. Yeah. I think there's some stuff going on behind the scenes there. So putting up the total that she did was incredible, even with Ellen Gronland of Finland on her tail. And I think Ellen would have been a lot closer if she got her third bench and her third deadlift. You know, it was really on Laura's tail, you know, that entire time. But, you know, just going on to the Open 76s quickly, like you said, you mentioned Evie weighing in as a light 57 for nationals Carlina weighed in as a light 84 for her nationals you know the same weekend and put up a, a huge huge total um and you know it seemed like her squats and her bench were really easy for her I think she missed her last deadlift but it was a huge total she put out so the standard of 76s in the open is huge but with Laura and Ellen and Agnes even looking like the future of the 76 is heading into it with years to grow to add muscle and as you said Laura's had more on her total before there is plenty of room to catch up and plenty of years to do so as well we'll see what she does with it I- i'm not sure what's plaguing her but to your point the standard in the open is massive carlina can go 600 plus in terms of total um jess we already know you know, won the world title a couple times over and she's done. She'll, she'll be into the late five hundreds. Um, and Agatha is now, you know, Agatha to her own surprise, like, look, and I'm thinking I'm turning into a freaking deadlift specialist. Yeah. She tripled, she tripled 500 pounds, 501, 227.5 kilos. The standard in the open 76 is, is extremely high. 
Laura can be in the mix. She yeah. can. She absolutely can. And a year ago, leading into juniors, when I seen her total 570, and I was talking to her in the DMs when I saw that, and I'm like, oh my gosh. She's like, yeah, I can, on a good day, I can add on to that. It hasn't hit the platform yet. We're a year later, and the total's gone down, not up. I don't know what's going on there, but she's young enough to pull this around. Yeah. I want to see her pull this around. When she enters the Open, I want to see her pull this around and have France in that conversation in the Open. It's, it's worth mentioning as well, you know, amongst these women in this flight, you know, obviously Laura won, but both Ellen Gronlund and Agnes Rudin squatted 200 kilos and um, Sylvia, Georgia Sylvia Burton just missed 210.5 for the world junior squat record. So there's some huge squatters in the 76s in the juniors as well. And, you know, with a lot of them having another year or so left in the juniors, it's exciting to see where that goes because it can only go up from here, really. Agnes, who previously won the junior world title as a 69 kilo lifter, her previous 69 kilo total, the best, and this is before the bench roll, and she's got a, a monster bench press before the bench roll. I mean, she was 120.5 as a 69 kilo lifter. She had a 496.5 kilo total. Bench roll came in and she, she took a hit. Her bench press dropped way down. She lost about 10 kilos off her bench press and her total suffered as well. Since moving up to the 76s though, totaling, um, 525. I mean, the the move is is done or well. Sometimes people move up and you don't see instant gains. Agnes hitting instant gains, taking a bronze medal and and back onto the podium. So let's see what she does as she continues to grow into the 76s. And um, and we'll, because she didn't have to cut, so she's got some she's got some room to spare. We ready to move into the 84s? I believe so. Let's move yeah into the 84s and um. Uh, We'll let you take this one, Amelia, because these are <laughs> the 84s. We got back-to-back Great Britain taking gold as well as silver. But what can you ta- what can you say? We, we've seen an absolute monster deadlift. 253. Amelia, talk to me here. Um, it closed, it closed in style. That's a monster deadlift in the 84s. Yeah, absolutely huge. And you know, the 84 kilo nationals between love and melina is always really exciting to watch because they're both so strong um and they really ran away with the 84s you know with a huge 42 and a half kilos or something between third and second i believe um and yeah love went eight for nine she missed her last squat which i know she was particularly emotional about but Ending on a 253 kilo deadlift is absolutely huge. Um, And I think she's got another year left in the juniors as well. And that is a deadlift that can rival, you know, open lifters easily. But the person she took that record from was Amanda Lawrence. So that was Amanda Lawrence's deadlift record. Oh, okay. Well, Earl of, if I'm not mistaken, is the biggest deadlift in... British period in British. Okay. With the British women and tested. And also um, to your point, she's getting like, she could be a contender. She's got another year's junior for that biggest deadlift period in the IPF or, I mean, because Amanda Lawrence has taken that before. Jessica Bittner's taken that before. Who knows what she develops into. 
And talking to her in the DM, she's like, you know what? I'm, I, I think I got more in the tank. That wasn't my, my best of days either. I mean, yeah. she could, she's got another year in the junior. She's a contender. That 253, you know, if anyone listening to this haven't seen it, go and watch it. You know, that was not top end. And it's it's absolutely crazy. You know, there's always a battle between her and Sophia kind of in biggest deadlift in, in, Brit- in Britain for the women. But yeah, it comes close to what was before the, bit it, the biggest uh, deadlift in the IPF for women, obviously before... Natalie of Australia in the uh, made a huge 270 something, I think deadlift in Malta. Um, Absolutely massive. But as we said before, she's got a birth year of 2001. You know, she had an incredible day and she's squatted more than that before, you know? So as you said, she's got more coming and Melina as well with a huge bench of 122.5, you know, again, a huge squatter and deadlifter as well. Unfortunately, you know, going against Erlov with the 253 deadlift doesn't leave you uh, too much uh, to catch up with. But saying that, she totaled 530, so actually not so far. I mean, 35 and a half kilos below Erlov, but with that difference in the deadlift, you know, it's still an absolutely huge total from her and then Antara Jackson from the United States coming in at bronze with a 492.5 total so nearing that 500 mark as a junior as well yeah it's also when you so when you look at the subtotals they are even after bench press so heading into deadlift when you know you have a monster deadlift like that you already know like it's I can I can perform and I think I think this must have been like my favorite lift of the of the event. Um, if you oh, remember, wow. yeah, if you remember, if you were in the room, I remember she was about to come out and the room was like super loud, cheering, like extremely loud. And then when she came on, like she was like, it was slow pacing to the platform. And the crowd was going more insane. And she was just like, like closed eyes, just like off to her side, like her hands. She was like, come on, give me some quiet. Like, I don't lift like this. Like the storm is within, but just give me some, give me some peace. She was like, calm down. And the crowd turned silent, completely yeah. silent. You could have hear a pin drop. Yeah. She sets up, she sets up, she grabs onto the bar, she takes her last breath. And right as she begins to pull and the bar breaks the floor, the crowd went wild. And as you said, it wasn't it wasn't even top end for her, but it was like it wasn't it wasn't easy by all means. Yeah. But I think she had a fair bit of KGs in the tank. She locked it out and then yeah. It was, the rest was history. spectacle to watch. And she does the same at nationals. You know, she's a very low energy lifter in that way. You know, she comes on and everybody's hyped because she's such a big puller. And everyone's like, look at all that weight on the bar. We want to be excited. And she just says, you know, puts her hands down. She says, calm down, everyone. You know, I need to be in the moment for this. And it's as you said, Imani, right? 
yeah, yeah, Joy again is a, you know, loves to come on in a bit of tongue-in-cheek energy, you know, gives a wave to the crowd, gives a, blows a kiss or whatever it is, you know, wants a bit more calm. And with Joy, it's like, okay, the crowd can calm down, but, you know, there used to be a little bit of buzz. But with Erlov, it was, like Elias said, you could hear a mouse. It was silent. It gave you goosebumps. And then as it broke the ground, a roar, like thunder, honestly, and it was, you know, as you said, it was, it was a real moment to be there. Um, and I'm excited to see what her, Melina and Tara all bring kind of in the following years. Like there was like the crowd. So there was, it was just all chairs, like at the same level, right? Wasn't it like in Malta that it was like, like going up? Mm. Just everybody in, in the backside, everybody was on their chairs like everybody was, was standing up really? so the front rows the front rows just standing on the ground and then all the right the rows behind all rows on the chairs with their camera up like can i can i get an angle it was yeah that i think that was my favorite moment for sure see this is why you have to have the the people who are at the event to give this kind of perspective to give this kind of you could watch the stream. It doesn't show. You don't get to feel like this. You weren't there for the how the energy. When you get people on the street on the podcast or at the event, I could say like, "Let me tell you about this lift. Let me let me set you the scene for what this really was." And they could break into the details like you just did. It's um yeah, it's different, man. When you were there, and like yeah. this was this was special. A lot of the times, it's just the nations like the lifters nations that are like mm. going wild. Like, yeah, there, there will be some other nations like cheering for sure, but not like going wild. Right. And then when everybody goes wild, doesn't matter what, which country you are. If everybody is going wild for, for that particular lift, you know, it's going to be a good one. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, Hey man, we're, we're just a bunch of people who want to see other people lift some heavy stuff, you know, and when it gets to that, we get pretty excited. A great example of that as well is, you know, at Sheffield, like the stream was amazing and they did a great job of that. But the energy in that room, you know, for example, for Jesus's last deadlift or just before they all came out and all their pictures were flashing up and everyone had their lights, like it, it is amazing to watch no matter where you are in the world, but the electricity in the room when you see it firsthand for Erlov's deadlift, for Jesus's deadlift, like wherever you are seeing a spectacle of lifting, can't be beaten, you know? I agree. I agree. Moving on to the 84 pluses in Ireland. Got one here with Listus. Absolutely phenomenal talent, Listus, but... On this day, Mr. Third Squat, Mr. Third Deadlift, and an opening bench press. So it wasn't entirely her top end. I think she's more well capable to go deep into the 600 kilos uh, in terms of a total. She can put up some. She, Looking at her training, she's put up some monster lifts and prep for this. Um, you meet her in real life, and she's like straight out of a comic book. Yeah. I'm telling you. From, from her hair to... To her build, to her energy, period. Um, I mean, she's an energetic person. She brings a vibe to her when she enters the room, and she is legitimately Marvel should cast her for one of these movies <laughs> as a company, and she would fit the role. Uh, Listus grabbing the world title nonetheless and grabbing 12 points for Team Ireland, and Ireland's got one here. 
And uh, Amelia, how about the 84 plus and Listus? Man, as you said, Listus is an incredible force, you know, not to be reckoned with. She looks like a superhero and she lifts like one too, you know, and she didn't have the most perfect day and she came out of it, I think, pretty bummed about how the day went. You know, even Silent Worker, which she did a few months ago, she kind of walked through and still put up a monstrous dead, uh, total, sorry. And even on a day that she doesn't consider her best, putting up a 590 total is insane, you know? And she lost a few kilos here and there, but it just goes to show what an incredible talent she is. And she's moved up from the 84s, has stopped restricting herself because she is tall, you know, and she's muscular. And now is in the 84 plus, weighed in at 95.4 kilos. So allowing herself to eat into it now and man she's only going to get stronger and she's added so much to her total in the last year alone and it doesn't look like she's slowing down with a 142.5 bench she's she's an impressive force um <clears throat> sorry go ahead Elias. you go ahead yeah i i just i just wanted to say like she she is she's fairly light as well she's only 95 kilos um she has she has a lot of room to grow still and i think i think yeah like you said she did not have the day she was expecting to have um and even on like even on off day she's quote unquote only 25 and a half kilos off the world record so she still has euros she still has a chance there and she has another year to gain not only kilos, like she, she can gain kilos on her body weight. She can try to have a that perfect day and put up an incredible total. And I think she's really in contention for that world junior uh, total record. Yeah. And um, so you go ahead, Amelia. I was just going to say, it's worth mentioning as well. I know it's easy to get carried away with this just because of how amazing she is and how incredible the performance she put up was even on you know not her best day but Charlotte Worley of New Zealand who came second you know with a 510 total and she I've heard just two or three weeks out suffered a pretty bad injury I think so came anyway and put up an incredible total managing to walk away in silver, we know Listus was pretty much walking away with gold, even probably with her openers. But, you know, Charlotte came after what was really hard lead up to the comp and put up a great total and walked away with silver medal and nine points in New Zealand, which, you know, is fantastic. Yeah, shows a lot of heart there. And I am glad she showed up and, and collected a silver medal, no less. And to your point earlier, Amelia, in terms of the progress that um list this is made i mean previously 545.5 when i say previously we're looking at february 2023 <laughs> 545.5 was her best at silent workers she did 595 i mean she is making all types of crazy gains here and her uh, when she did the 545.5 she was 89.5 kilos silent worker she was 96 kilos so she's put on, to your point, Elias, body weight. 
and it has served her well. And if you're wondering, <clears throat> I met Listus in person. All right. This is not fluffy body weight we're talking. She's put on. She's jacked. She will humble you, sir. She is a unique outlier of a human being walking around. Some of these people, you see them on the stream, you see them on social media. It doesn't do them justice. And then when you meet them in person, you're like, okay, no, there's a difference between you and other humans. You know, you're special. You're there's, there's something different about her and she's still young and going to put on more and more kilos onto that total. I mean, 595 is still her, her PR total. She's got more in the tank. I promise yeah. you this, you know, she's a world champion now and whatever. She solidified the win. She's got more kilos in, in the future. I mean, she, I don't know how much bigger she's going to get. Um, I think she's, I don't, I don't assume a whole heck of a lot bigger, but she's going to start adding on more and more strength as she's acclimatizing herself to around that body weight. Um, I don't anticipate a huge jump in body weight, but the strength is going to start coming. Yeah. When she puts together a nine for nine day, she'll be deep into the 600 kilo range. Um, how deep I'm not sure, but, but we'll see. We'll see. It's it's exciting stuff, man. I'm glad this this is around because if you meet her, she's got like, she's got some flavor to her. She brings that to the table. You know, she's got that energy to her. I love when she comes on. You know, the different colors. She'll come on with green hair for you know Ireland and and the whole nine, man. I'm glad she's around. I'm glad she's doing worlds. I'm glad she shows up at Silent Worker and doing the, and traveling internationally and bringing that to the to powerlifting. And Ireland, I'm sure, is glad too, man. They got one. They got one with Lissus. They got a star on the rise. Yeah, and uh, and there's the 84 women and also Maura um, Howden of Canada with a 507.5 taking the bronze medal for Canada. We'll take it. I'll tell you that right now. We'll take those eight points. And if you're wondering how the points ended up, well, Team France with a dominating 54 points. Team Italy coming in second with 46 great britain with 41 canada in fourth with 28 now we're at pretty big drop after the top 3 usa with 28 tying with canada canada breaking that tie um with we have more golds we had two golds they have uh, two silvers and then ireland with number 6 now that's where those 12 points from list this came in handy Sweden seven, Germany eight, in the Philippines nine, in the Netherlands coming in tenth. And in terms of the best lifter awards, Samantha Eugenie from France, uh, Ludovine the sixty three from France, and then Alba Bolstrom from Sweden, third best lifter of the World Championships. And there you have it. In the previous podcast, we kind of broke down what nations were emerging and crunched the stats the points by the nations from this world's in comparison to previous worlds, blah, blah, blah. If you, if you want to get into those conversations, double back and listen to that podcast. Can me, me and Rory nerd out for like 90 minutes um, using numbers and stats to try to see who's going to emerge as the next nation coming up. But there's the world championships. Uh, before we sign off, I'll leave it to you for, for any sub juniors that might have popped out to you as I quickly scroll over to the sub juniors. Um, I see 
I spy with my little eye Julie Kostian of Finland, 63, with a 431.5 world record total in the 63s. Um, that's somebody that would stand out to me. And uh, Luella Bowden from T- from USA with a 121 bench press, 578.5 and 84 pluses. And she's also somebody else that I think everybody should keep an eye on that she's another standout lifter there. Um, if there's any others that pop out, it's difficult when it's the sub juniors, you're trying to pace them for juniors and open. Yeah. So another name, you mentioned Luella, but also Chelsea and Emma of the United States in the 84 plus um, did mm. a really fantastic job, but then what was a really exciting session, actually one of the only ones I missed. Um, and I came in right during the deadlifts and I was like, man, there's no good yeah. sessions are there, which the 57 sub juniors, which I'm sure mm. I can tell you it about. Was, yeah, it was, yeah. I think this was the most intense ending of a uh, of a session I did. Unfortunately, Emilia was was not there. Um, it, it was like world records were being tossed out all the time. Um, and then unfolding in the deadlifts, we we saw we saw in a 164 um, deadlift from Canada. We saw 172.5 from Eleni and 173 kilos from Chloe Tang from Singapore. Um, wow! It, I think I was really impressed by the come up of singapore i know we were talking about um nations on the rise i think singapore has like the come up of these lifters has been phenomenal and if i if i if i go back just like one year to south africa i remember farhana pulling the world record um back then in the 52s i believe yeah now it's evie's evie broke it um in in sheffield but farhana i think i think she is like a key player in the come up of singapore now just as uh pana was in france so really excited to see the next uh, the next few years for singapore can we see like a major come up just like we saw in France. Let's see. It's yeah. I was wondering that. And it's funny because kind of trains Farhana. Um, yeah. I'm pretty sure I know he, so it's, it's kind of funny. He's kind of passing the torch and she's doing the same thing for Singapore, but yeah, yeah, man, you need a star to emerge more than likely in the open. A lot of people watch the open. And when you do something crazy, like Farhana's, I know when Farhana broke that world record deadlift and she did a belt list, some some people like deadlifting belt list. I shared that and that post absolutely blew up. Blew up. Blew, I mean, the likes and the amount of shares on it was insane. And I, I remember an easy I, still get, I still get notifications on it now for people thinking like, well, how much, like, you know, for people thinking like how much could it have impacted she broke a deadlift world record as a 52. How much could that impact what's going on in Singapore? My friends, when things blow up on social media, it gains traction and, and it does. This is what we see is that tidal wave come in. It, it was huge. And that's from a year ago. So 
as the year passes, now young people are like, hey, let me try this. This this seems cool. What's what's this sport? And all of a sudden they start popping up in juniors. And let's see when these juniors progress further into juniors, from sub-juniors to juniors, and then juniors to the open. This is how you start getting the ball rolling. And we'll see what happens in Asia as a whole. Obviously, you know, Team Japan. We we got other Asian nations that are very strong as well. I would love if the Asian championships becomes like the European championships and all of a sudden it's competitive like that. Or, or at the very least, if not Euros, they become competitive enough that they have some, like, you know, at the junior level or at least threats for the podium. The stronger we are globally, the better. But yeah, uh, Singapore did a great job in these juniors. But uh, all right. Well, thank you, Amelia. Thank you, Ilias. You guys did a, an amazing job at both of these preview shows. And uh, we got to do it again. If I see you at these world championships, I'll see you there. But n- n- regardless, we got to do another podcast. Whether it's preview shows, recap shows, whatever. We'll do a group chat. We'll stay in touch. I, th- I think we, you guys knocked it out the park. And this was a phenomenal job. And for everybody listening... Um, Again, whatever platform you're listening on, please do subscribe, give us high ratings, and post up your comments in in the mentions. Tag me, Amelia, Ilias, King of Lifts, whatever. It's difficult when it's King of Lifts sometimes because we get a lot of tags, so I won't always see it. But if I see it, I promise I'll respond, and we could debate up in the stories if you like. Um, And until next time, six-pack lap at six up, and we are out.